Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim, an adult-in-waiting, obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old? I'm Shiv. I'm Sim. Um, yeah, and we'd all like to welcome you um, to this week's episode. So how was your week? How was your week, Sim? <laughs> The fact that you're hesitating to even ask me that tells you. <laughs> I feel oh like God. I feel like we're both so tired this week, and, <laughs> and like things are just a mess. Oh my no! Oh my god! I'm just physically tired, and honestly, I cannot remember um, feeling this way when I was younger. Like I feel like I don't know. Is it because I'm getting old that I'm just not? Not as resilient. The fact that I actually just said that I'm getting old is <laughs> actually problematic. It tells you exactly where my headspace is at, right? So that's how my week has been. I definitely need a vacation <laughs> so I can, you know, go back into my la-la land of denial. I know. Well, actually, I think I wonder if like that's how the pandemic is affecting a lot of us. Like, I I know that I used to use vacations to recharge, but like. Oh, I don't know. Like with this pandemic, there's nowhere to go. So you can't actually unplug. And so you're kind of stuck at home. And then when I'm stuck at home, well, actually, no, you know what I've been using my vacations for? More work, <laughs> which is really sad. Same here. Yeah. Um, that's it. Like this whole weekend, I've been working nonstop. Yeah. So tells you something. I know. I know. Actually, I, mean, I don't what? know what it tells you, but you know what I mean? See, this is what I mean. Like, I just think that this whole week has been a testament to my lack of resilience. <laughs> I, I just feel like I need more energy and, I know. and just a little bit more. I don't know. You're right. Like a, somewhere to go get away, you know, like just yeah. go somewhere new, recharge, go to a spa. Remember those things? I know. I know. Yeah. Cause even you could, you didn't have to go out of town. You could just like go to a day spa and just like hang out and just like lounge in a pool and that would be enough, you know, because like, exactly. like it just allowed you that reset because like you just need to like mentally unplug. I feel like I don't mentally unplug anymore. I'm just kind of like at home and I'm like, oh, I have more work to do. Let me do the work. <laughs> I know because when you're at home, you're like, well, I might as well be a little bit more productive and then you just do more work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's awful. But anyway, but speaking about resilience, well, actually not even resilience, but like, yeah, I. I, uh, it kind of reminds me of this article I read on, well, actually I read two articles on longevity. So I'll, I'll talk about. <laughs> Wait, talk I need about... you to stop. I need okay. you to stop for a quick second. Okay. 
didn't you also have like ridiculous all-nighters this week? I yeah I uh, well so when yeah. the hell did you find time to read articles? Those are my breaks. <laughs> you know, sometimes it boggles my mind <laughs> at, at at the person you are. Like I love it, but I just don't understand it. <laughs> so you in your downtime, you decided to read articles. And I'm assuming this is a science article. I don't know why I just assumed this, but I feel like this is an academic <laughs> it was, article. It was. Well, because, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just the way you look when you're like, oh, so I was reading an article. And I'm like, oh, it's when, yeah. Okay. So continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, all, you know, <laughs> I, I just wanted to lay the scene out for people to just sort of know that when, when Shiv says that she's she, she was reading an article, she usually means like, nerdy journaly to academic journal sciencey <laughs> articles that she reads for fun for no <laughs> earthly reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyway no, for the listeners to know i was reading it for them it was for the podcast but it happened to be a weird nerdy academic y journey okay. article sure <laughs> <laughs> so tell me hit me hit me with this what was this article about <laughs> Okay, so this article, okay, I'll start off, I'll start off with the really weird nerdy journaling article, which was, which I'm still trying to come to grips with, because honestly, like, I could not make heads or tails of it. But I can give you a short synopsis of it, because I, from what I understood, Mm -hmm. they did, so yeah, what I understood is they have mathematically potentially discovered the limits to longevity. Yeah, I know. Sorry. For our listeners, Sim is looking super confused. <laughs> I, I sometimes I wish we did have video because I'm just like, I think it would help our listeners. <laughs> no, I don't need them to know the look of, you know, how stupid I can look. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Then I feel the need to be made up all the time. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So, so this was an article that was written. So it was written in Nature. So it's like a big, big, like in the science world, it's like a huge article. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what they did was they used um, a number of different markers uh, on the complete blood count. So, you know, when you go to the doctor and your doctor's like, oh, you're not feeling well, let's take some blood. So then usually what they do is they, and I'm sure everyone knows because we all watch like, you know, we've all watched our gamut of like, doctor's shows so they usually do like a cbc and lights so cbc is a complete blood count and basically it takes like um so like once you analyze the blood you can find out like a whole number of different parameters such as like the amount of hemoglobin in your blood or like the number of like white cells or red cells or platelets in your blood sizes of them like things like that so like so in the past um well, in the, not in the distant past, but in the last five years, they found that actually the sizes of your red blood cells. Um, so in a completely normal, healthy person who's young, <laughs> like young being like 40 and under, um, the red cells uh, actually are all pretty, pretty uniform in size. And that's called an RDW. So as you age, that those red cells start to kind of take on different shapes and then what 
what happens is that RDW, the red red cell distribution width, it actually increases. So it's a mark. It's actually a marker of aging. And so that that's that's been known for about like five years. So this study, they looked at the that parameter, but then they looked at a whole bunch of other parameters, including like different types of white cells, um, hemoglobins, and then they also looked at like. Um, they looked at different uh, like cell ratios in that CBC, and and they looked at all of these different like comorbidities that people had. And using I'm gonna that, stop you one more time, please. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Comorbidities. Blah blah okay. blah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. Speak comor- to the layman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so com- comorbidities were defined as illnesses. Um, like a certain group of illnesses that people had. And so like the, in terms of the illnesses, I'll go through the list. So, um, so the illnesses were high blood pressure, arthritis, cancer, coronary heart disease, diabetes, um, angina. So that's like heart pain, basically. So it's like the pain that it, it's um, like chest pain that people have, but that doesn't necessarily lead to a heart attack. It's just like the, the chest pain that's indicative of heart disease. Um, emphysema, heart attack, stroke, congestive heart failure, and bronchitis. So those were the, all of the different um, illnesses Conditions, that they took yeah. into account. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, as well as all of these blood parameters. And so then they basically use those in order to kind of predict when people would pass on. <laughs> so they... And then what they did was then they mathematically extrapolated how long a person would live if all of those markers were like pristine. And so they found that the lifespan, so they calculated a a kind of like like a maximum lifespan for humans. And so it was 120 to 150. Whoa. Yeah. So basically if everything is perfect, yeah. And you're like super 100% healthy. You would be able to live until maybe up to 150. That's what they're predicting. Wow. But caveat, I tried to read the article. It was almost unintelligible. So we'll have to do a deeper dive on it later. But I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> do they also talk about the probability of finding such a person? Like, yeah, well, what are the chances of have, having all of the markers? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, that I don't know, but it is known that the oldest living person mm-hmm. is is around is around 120. So I think the oldest living woman, I think, was 122. Wow. Yeah. We should look that up. Yeah. yeah go on. Go on. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. so it, so it was. it's an interesting article in terms of like, um, in terms of the span of human longevity. But then it's mm-hmm. also interesting because like the vast majority of people, like, like like very few people make it that long. I mean, like one of my partner's friends, like grandmothers has lived to like 106 and that is like fucking amazing. <laughs> so, but like, like, you know, you kind of celebrate it because it's just so, it's just so rare, right? So, I mean, yeah, it just brings into question like all of the different things that we could be doing um, in order to kind of maximize lifespan. But at the same time, like trying to maintain health during all that time, because that's the problem, right? Like it's fine to live that long, but if you're not healthy during that all that time, then, you know, what's the point? 
So, but yeah, so that, so it's an, it's an interesting article in that sense. And of course, like, just because I'm interested in blood diseases, like I, I was kind of like interested that you could kind of predict it using, using blood markers. So I'll have to do a little bit, a bit of sleuthing on that, but it's a curious article. So what's the name of this article? Oh, so yes. So the article is in nature and it is, um, it was published, I think it was honestly published like this week, but, um, so it's called longitudinal analysis of blood markers reveals progressive loss of resilience and predicts human lifespan limit. And it's written, the first author is Timothy V. Perkov, P-Y-R-K-O-V. Is that the title? Yes. Say that again, because it felt like you were reading the summary of the article. So Yeah. Okay. So it's longitudinal analysis of blood markers reveals progressive loss of resilience and predicts human lifespan limit. I get why the word resilience triggered. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was like, okay, she's basically telling me. I have zero hope of living to 150. Why is she telling me this? <laughs> it, was the, it was the word resilience. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, so yeah, so if anybody wants to look up the article, it's uh, that's the title. And it's written by Timothy V. Perkov, P-Y-R-K-O-V. And the last author is Peter O. Fedichev, F-E-D-I-C-H-E-V. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's kind of a curious little article, and uh, I'll, I'll probably be trying to delve it into a little bit more just because uh, I need to understand what they did. They actually, like, they basically used all of these in order to create this parameter called a DOSI, and mm-hmm. so that's a, it's an acronym. It's like uh, D-O-S-I, and um, actually, what does let it me, stand for? Yeah, so let me look what it look up what it stands for. So it um, so D so the DOSI stands. for or dynamic organism state indicator. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it doesn't mean anything to me either. I was just like, what? And then the other thing is, is that like they they talk about this dosi, which is the parameter that they used in order to calculate like longevity, but then they yeah. don't tell you very much about exactly how they came to like they came to calculate that parameter. They tell you all the things they used to it to calculate it. And like, oh, and then part of it is body mass. They, they did. They did mention that. So body mass is important. <laughs> and so, um, damn it, <laughs> I know, right? I was just like, yeah, and I'm going to assume that the more body mass you have, the not the ideal. <laughs> Although, what what I found interesting. So I think they actually charted, like they they charted that dosi across like um, across time. And so mm-hmm. obviously, the younger you are, like your bot, like you know, the dosi is small because you know you're you're small. So then, yeah. so then as you grow and you get into your twenties, like it obviously like mm-hmm. it ex- exponentially increases and then it plateaus from 20 to mm-hmm. 40. And then after 40, it kind of dips. Yeah. So this thing actually, so I, so I don't know if so it's you like, start shrinking. Is that, no, no, I, don't do, like, I can't afford to shrink. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I don't think it's that you start shrinking. Because no, obviously shrinking. this dosi incorporates all sorts of other parameters. So yeah. I think it's like, so it's body mass plus all of these other morbidities and whatnot. So I think like, so then as you get older, obviously you get more of these conditions and then like your dosi starts dropping. But like, but I need to figure out exactly what it, it 
how it's calculated, it's really not well stated in the article. And I just wonder if there's like some IP issues around it because like, just like, why aren't you telling us exactly how you calculated this? <laughs> so, because like, you know, you maybe, wanna, there, maybe there'll be a follow-up and that's maybe, why. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a follow-up. But the thing is, is that like, it's a science article, so you would want other people to replicate it. So I'm like, why can't you make it like easier to understand so that the rest of us who are interested in in like the rest of us who are interested in this could like use it in like whatever other research that they that people are doing. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting all nerdy and sciencey, but <laughs> no, but that's good. That's good. Um, you know, I'm glad there are people like you out there who are looking into these things, <laughs> so that um, I, you know, people like me can just benefit from them, um, from applications or whatever comes out of these research. Yeah, uh, yeah, ideas. exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, and what I found interesting about this was that they're, you know, they they calculated this maximum limit to longevity, so it's kind of cool. Um, I thought you were going to be like, well, you know, the secret to longevity is, you know, eat veggies and run and do your exercise and sleep eight hours a day. And, you know, yeah. don't, don't smoke, don't drink, don't whatever. Right. Like all <laughs> <Well>, those. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because that segues into the second article that I, that I read. This, of course uh, it does. Yeah. Of course it does. <laughs> Uh, I okay. feel like you're actually out on a mission today. <laughs> uh -oh. Sorry, uh, dude. I don't, like, this isn't a mission to make you feel bad. It's just no, no, no. Like I'm just laughing because I'm like, of course, you know, like as soon as I say. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad it uh, triggered another. Oh, so you actually just randomly, seriously happened to read another article about yeah, yeah. Is it running? Yeah. Is it running? Is it Sorry? exercise? Is it about exercise? It's not or about exercise. Diet. It's about diet. Sleep. Okay. Diet. Okay. Diet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So this one. So let me let me find this article for you. So this article was um, written in Circulation. So that's like the it's like the uh, journal of the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. So um, so this is. I don't know. I, I read this article and it's kind of like good news and bad news. So, okay. So, okay. I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the title of the article. And unlike the other one, it's like much easier to understand. So okay. the article, simple, mm -hmm. sweet, succinct, very easy to understand fruit and vegetable intake and mortality. See, this is the kind of title that I like to read. It I makes can, sense. I can, I can get behind that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So wait, it's okay. about fruits and vegetables. Yes, and and mortality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let me. Okay. So let me get kind of give you the. So okay, let me tell you about who wrote the article, just to give credit where credit is due. So it's written by uh, the first author is Don D. Wong, W A N G, and then the last author is uh, Frank B. Hu, H U. And it was written in um, March, it was published March 1st of this year in circulation, as I mentioned before. So, um, so it's a really interesting article. They followed, they followed so many people. So this is like, this is a um, analysis from the nurse's health study mm -hmm. and from the health professionals follow-up study. So the nurse's health study started in 1976 and, um, 
So they followed 66,000 women from... 66,000? Yeah, 66,000 women from like... So actually like based on various parameters, like I think they don't didn't actually start um, taking food... Um, food diaries from these people until 1984. So they basically followed, they basically followed this entire cohort of women from 1984 to 2014, which is like really great data. And then they, they followed 42,000 men from the health professionals follow-up study, which don't even get into the misogyny of all of that. But anyway, And like, aren't nurses health professionals too? Anyway, so then, um, so that's 42,000 men from 1986 to 2014. And so they basically, so they basically took all of the people in those studies that were free from cardiovascular disease, cancer, and diabetes at baseline. And, Mm -hmm. and then like, uh, tracked what they were eating and then calculated like their mortality you know, at the end of the follow-up, basically. And so um, they had a, like, they basically gave them, like, a food frequency questionnaire that was updated every two to four years. And then from that, they concluded that we should be eating two servings of fruits every day and three servings of vegetables every day in order to reduce mortality. And this is the bad news, (laughs) Starchy vegetables such as peas, corn, and potatoes, as well as fruit juices, do not count. Okay, so that is bad news. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, including sweet potatoes? I think sweet potatoes are okay, but not potatoes. So French starchy. fries, like, yeah. All, any, so starchy any vegetables. Food. Yeah, well, French fries oh. I didn't count as potatoes, yeah. but starchy vegetables would be... Um, oh, so peas, peas fall under starchy. Yeah. Peas, corn, potatoes. Oh, um, well, (laughs) well, I mean, okay. That's not terrible news. So, um, and, and it's not okay. And, and the number is not ridiculous, right? Like I was worried you were going to be like, okay, them like you need to be eating you know seven servings of vegetables and five servings of fruit a day and I was going to be like seriously I won't have time to eat anything else <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that is sad about the lack of you know really carbs awesome. and potatoes but, yeah but okay this is not so bad that's actually pretty good so so what are the like how much lower are we talking about like, what's the actual impact? So it actually reduces, like, mortality by, like, a good 13%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, which is interesting. Um, but, I mean, there's, like, the only thing that I have, like, the only thing I have issues with is that, like, people who had high intakes of fruits and vegetables, like, there's some confounding mm-hmm. factors. I don't know if they controlled for them. Like, they also, like, obviously, they also didn't smoke. And they also didn't, they had very low intake of alcohol as well. So I don't know if they teased that out from them. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's it's two servings of fruit a day, three servings of vegetables a day. So yeah. But the thing is, is that I guess the other issue that I have with this, it isn't an issue with the article per se, but it's just 
like it just calls into question like I wonder how easy it is for people to get that many servings of fruits and vegetables a day just because I there's been like I don't know what this I don't know what the stats are in Canada but in the states I think people are only getting about two servings of fruits and vegetables a day so that's like a significant that's a significant deficit, right? And then if you call mm-hmm. into question, like if you, and the and the other thing is, and this I don't know whether or not they took into account either, um, is that well, I mean, I don't know that they can take it in, into account. The good thing about these these types of studies is that the because because the um, people are kind of from one kind of socioeconomic status, you can kind of like control for factors like that because they're all like they're all nurses or all they're, they're all health professionals. Right. So then you can control for the fact that like, um, income disparities don't really like, don't really factor in. So you're just Mm -hmm. looking at, um, you're just looking at like their access or like not even their access to food, but like, just, you're just like documenting what they eat. Right. So, but then it just, it just begs the question like as to how many people can actually, get five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, given that, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables can be quite expensive. Right. And like, you know, in certain areas of the city, there's almost like food deserts where like you can't actually find grocery stores that will stock food, like, you know, that stock fresh fruit and vegetables, like within like a walkable distance, you know? So anyway, and And I mean like, like, Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to ask. So, but and what about the fact, like, are they actually just asking people to self-declare their food um, intake? So, like, yeah, so there's food questionnaires where they they self-declare their food intake, but they, they said it was semi-quantitative, which means that I think that there must have been some marker that they used in order to actually track whether or not what somebody was reporting was mm-hmm. actually the amount that they were eating. So then... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, the, that's that. That's what I wanted to know because I'm yeah, like, how exactly. easy would it be to sort of say, of course I eat my, you know, five servings of fruits and vegetables. A yeah, day. yeah, exactly. They did mention that that was like a flaw in their article was that people who were self-reporting five, um, like you know, that they were self-reporting that they were eating at least five servings, like may have been over exaggerating how much that they were eating. So like even though they say five is kind of like that limit, not, not the limit, but like basically what they found was that above five, like there were people who ate more than five, but the, there wasn't really a change in mortality in those people. So um, so really like you get the most benefit at five and anything above that is kind of like, you know, like icing on the cake or whatever. And so, um, uh, but yeah, they did say that like, people could be, could have been over exaggerating how much they were eating. That is a possibility, but, um, they did say that they tried to control for that because I think they, they, they did have some sort of semi-quantitative way of like assessing how much they were eating, but if they didn't actually report it in the actual article, there's like a previous article that they, they referred to, which they, I think they show you how they calculated it all out, but I didn't have time to go into it, but Yeah. So anyway, so then that's kind of a, that was kind of an interesting article. It kind of gives you something to strive for, I guess, to make sure that you're eating five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. What does our Canada food guide say? Do you know? Yeah, um, I think. I think it says five to seven, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is that different countries say different things. So like. Yeah, so I think the U- the U.S. says that five servings of fruits and vegetables a day is fine. Australia says eight. 
more than eight. <laughs> do they really? Yeah, they do. Which is, I was just like, wow, that is high. But I mean, what do the well, Dutch say? <laughs> I want to know because because the like, they got taller over time, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah. But so. everyone's gotten tall over time, though. True, true. Yeah. True. So me. it's not like just the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, but like, the other thing I was thinking, though, was that it's easy kind of in Australia to get that many fruits and vegetables in because they've got like that kind of tropical climate. You know, they have all those like interesting, like they have all sorts of interesting food that you can eat there. So I was just like, mm, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a little easier in Australia. But uh, yeah, like I hang, hang on. So like the Canadian food guide is kind of vague. So right now it says eat plenty of vegetables and fruits, whole grain foods and protein, which is super vague. That's, wait, it doesn't give you amounts? No. That's weird. I know. I thought for sure that they would give you um actual amounts yeah no yeah it doesn't actually give you it doesn't actually give you amounts it basically says that half your plate should be fruit, fruits and vegetables but it doesn't actually tell you how much that is okay or what types or what types and i think that's the difference of that's that's what this article lends to a lot of the food guides is that it actually tells you like you can eat these, but just keep in mind that you have to eat something else in order to make up for it. So like you can eat your peas and corn, but then you have to eat like another vegetable or another piece of fruit in order to like make up for it because that's useless. <laughs> I have to look up a list of like what all constitutes um, like similar to peas, like the starchiness of potatoes and peas. I wonder if... Um, Brussels sprouts falls under that. No, category. I think that counts as a as a green vegetable. So I don't. Does think it? Okay. Yeah, I think so, you're fine. Well, <laughs> what about asparagus? <laughs> yeah, no, I think asparagus is okay too. <laughs> Butternut squash. Yeah, as yeah, these were the only things that they said: peas, oh. corn, potatoes, and don't drink fruit juices. Well, I mean, not that you can't drink them, but just that they won't. They have no effect on mortality. <laughs> Interestingly, they didn't decrease mortality. I was just going to say, wouldn't it it be like... What? No, I was going to say like, okay, like, you know, so at least they don't, you know, impact it negatively if you drink. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to say. It's it's not that they, yeah, because, you know, they always say, oh, fruit juice is like the devil's, like it's the devil's drink nowadays, right? Mainly because of all the added sugar, but like, like a natural fruit juice, it doesn't seem to increase, it didn't have any effect. Like it didn't seem to increase mortality, but it doesn't decrease your mortality either. So it's just kind of like this non, non-entity really. So yeah. I'm trying to take mental stock of what I ate today. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did not. No, I, maybe I did hit. No, I didn't. Definitely did not hit five. Cause I had it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I had a pear. I had a wait. Servings, right? Like not pieces of fruit. Yeah. It's a serving. It's a serving of fruit. So one medium fruit, like if you ate the whole fruit, that counts as one serving. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think I did not hit it today. But that's okay. Uh, I don't think I'm that far off. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just something that, but I think it's something that should be kept in mind in terms of, in terms of like social advocacy. Cause I'm like five, five sounds like it isn't that much, but for some people it can be. And honestly, I don't know that I get to five during the week. Cause I'm like, I'm eating at the hospital and on and of all places you would think, Oh, the hospital, it should have like lots of healthy food. Go into a hospital cafeteria and just tell me how many healthy options there are. There are very few. So like, which is really ridiculous. Like, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I have all sorts of issues with hospital calves, but anyway, like, um, yeah. So but they don't carry healthy options. They carry healthy options, but when you're like eating at the hospital every day, like how mm-hmm. many times are you going to eat the same cup of like carrots and celery? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, I, don't, I think they just have the regular kinds of chains, don't they? Yeah. In the cafeterias. So it's yeah. not like they don't have like, you know, those fresh organic juice bars and salad bars, do they? No, not usually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is weird. It is. You'd think it that is. the hospital would be the place to actually. Yeah, you would think that they would actually be trying to like promote health in not just the patients, but in the people who are coming to visit. I mean, not that COVID is allowing anybody to visit, but then still, like you would think that you would or want... the healthcare professionals who are working yeah. there, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like anybody who's working in the hospital, you would want them to be healthy too. But like clearly, the hospital does not give a fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's too much but, to ask, I guess. Yeah. Or actually, it isn't too much to ask. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious to know what the barriers are. But, um, yeah. Probably so, money. Yes. But, like, but I, I would think that there are probably barriers to it. But, like, now that there are articles coming out about, like, the amounts that you need to eat and how, and, and the fact that they actually do promote, they they do promote longevity and decrease mortality. Like, I think it kind of, it kind of behooves governments to make it easier to get. I guess it's a cost. It's probably a cost thing, right? Like it's it's a combination of probably cost and not having um, a powerful advocate who who's friends with the right politicians. Probably. Although, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, like maybe the farmers just don't have a good lobby to be like, hey. <laughs> promote the promote the the food that we the, that we grow you know so i don't know but yeah cuz promote the food you know that we grow so that you know people can be healthier then they'll last longer and the hospitals are like what and then you know um maybe if they're too healthy then we will not have jobs <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, although no, if not. people are lasting longer, then there'll be other issues to come to the, the hospitals <laughs> for, right? So. Okay, now you're thinking like weird conspiracy theory long con. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's that. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've been watching a lot of uh, conspiracy documentaries recently, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that makes sense now. <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't know that i would buy into the whole long con i wouldn't either no i wouldn't either but it's it's not even the hospitals it's just kind of like in general right like i think that that i mean it's easy to sort of pass the buck onto other institutions and other individuals right like it's like what you said like i definitely um don't eat as healthy as i should in fact i you know it's like it's 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 
it's hard work to make that decision all the time. It's like you said, like, it's like day in, day out, like, you know, inevitably I'm like, Oh, but a chocolate bar would be so awesome. And I don't think twice about having chocolate for lunch, Yeah, but you know, but when I have a salad for lunch, I'm like, wow, so proud of myself. Like it feels like a Herculean task that was like accomplished, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so no, there's definitely a lot that individuals can do as well to just start eating yeah. healthier. Yeah. I should. Well, I'm trying, I'm, 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 I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> <sighs> it's I so know. much hard work. I keep losing the same three and a half pounds over and over again. <laughs> I know. By now, I should be 30 pounds down because I've lost it the same three and a half pounds. Like <laughs> nine times. Nine times over. <laughs> I know. Well, it's hard. It's harder during the pandemic, right? Like, it's like we're all kind of stuck at home, you know, like not getting as much exercise. And, you know, gyms are closed. So unless you have like a home gym available to you, like you can't get to the gym. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's just it's just tougher for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's kind of like, I don't know, like going back to what you said about like trying to pass the buck. It's not really about passing the buck. It's just about making it making an infrastructure that allows for people to have access to these things because at, yeah. at some point, like it's difficult for an individual to like there's only so much change an individual can affect, right? Cuz I, I don't like depending on and as I said, like, it, depending on your socioeconomic status, it might be really difficult to buy five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, right? Yeah, like, so, especially for a family that's like 20, you know, family of four on average. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and just knowing that like fresh fruit and vegetables are kind of like the more expensive items on your grocery list, right? Yeah. Like, so, um, and add a premium if you're buying organic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then, um, so I think that there just has to be, I don't know, like more advocacy for like reducing that kind of, like that kind of disparity between, between people. Like, I, I don't know, like (laughs) we could, we could talk about this in terms of all sorts of different things, right? Because like it brings up wealth disparity issues. It brings up like, um, it, it, yeah, like it also brings up like cultural issues because like if you think about it, like our society just because um, I don't know, sometimes I think about this in the sense of like we're always such like a go, go, go society. So then like mm-hmm. if you want to grab lunch really quickly, like do you want to wait for like the wrap filled with all the fruits and vegetables that may take a while to make or else like do you want the ready made like you know, McDonald's burger and fries and just like zip in and zip out of the drive through, you know, like, it's just, it's that kind of thing. Like, um, like how easy is it to eat? Healthy? It's also the price, right? Yeah. Like a McDonald's meal is probably like, I don't know, six bucks, or yeah. maybe seven bucks. Um, whereas a, like a salad or a deli wrap will easily run you $15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And like, and so back it does come down to money again, yeah, it comes you know, down affordability. To money again. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I think that's what bothers me because like we can talk about this in the scientific realm by saying like, oh yeah, you know, like five servings of fruits and vegetables, it like helps increase longevity. It helps decrease mortality. But then like, it really only does that for a certain sub- sub-segment of the population, right? It's that yeah. sub-segment of the population that can afford to do that. So it's just mm-hmm. like, so then who are we like, who is healthcare kind of 
um, forgetting, right? Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is sad. (laughs) I know. Now I'm thinking about all these different issues. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Well, I'm like, and I mean, I don't know, like, if, if, like, but then I also think about, like, the way like the Europeans have it, you know, where they have like long lengthy lunches and they can go up, like they can go out for a walk while they go grab like, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're eating. Or like, you know, you can, uh, maybe that allows you to go home and actually like make a meal and then have it and then come back. Like, you know, like, whereas like in our society where it's just like, no, I have to eat like at my desk, like this really quick lunch, like what, what goes into While that I'm lunch, working. Right? And yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And like, and, and yeah, some people can make their lunches. That's fine. But then like that takes time too, right? Like who can afford this time in order to do that? Right. So yeah, it just, it, I don't know. It just brings up a lot of, it, it just brings up a lot of um, issues around food and, and who, who has access to it, who has access to like the right foods, that type of thing. Right. So anyway, no, there's definitely a lot to unpack there for yeah. sure. And I just have this image of you sort of delving into both these articles that you talked about (laughs) till four in the morning you bring your like and then go down those rabbit holes and then you know the next time I see you you'll be like so remember that article oh my gosh I found like 20 other supporting studies (laughs) I know I know (laughs) I know and then you can go into like all of like the social implications of it too so it's just like yeah you you can you can go on forever but anyway yeah like speaking of something like totally different so also to do with like also to do with aging so I was listening to the scrubs so okay so like yeah I multitask and so (laughs) I was listening to this scrubs podcast because you know I like Scrubs. Zach Braff. Yeah yeah (laughs) so anyway so yeah so Zach Braff and Donald Faison have this podcast called um, fake doctors, real friends. And so they're actually, it's really cute. So anyway, they go, so the two of them go through scrubs episodes and then they kind of give you, um, like a kind of like a behind the scenes kind of like synopsis of what happens. So like, you know, they'll, they'll talk about, like, they'll talk about the episode very minimally, <laughs> but then they'll talk about scenes they liked or whatever. And then also what happened at that time. So like, this one episode I was listening to, apparently, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but like, I think Turk like lassoes JD. And so apparently, so Donald, Donald Faison, when he was lassoing JD, actually, actually yanked really hardly on like on Zach Braff and like hurt him. And so Zach, Zach apparently was like pissed off. And so um, at the time, like he was like super pissed off at him and like refused to talk to him. So then like, so he's like, you know, that kind of like tension that you see in the scene, it's because I was pissed off at Donald. <laughs> so like, I think for like a few days, he like refused to talk to Donald because he was like so pissed off. But anyway, so you kind of get these like little snippets and stuff. And then they yeah. also like, so yeah, so you get like behind the scenes snippets. Then they all, they, they usually also interview somebody from the show and then they like have fan callers. Anyway, it's like, it's a lot of fun. It's like an app, but like, it's a long podcast. It's often like mm-hmm. into like a, a, the hour and a half range, but anyway, but then, so I was listening to one episode and it just like, it just triggered something in me just because like, you know, we're doing this aging podcast. So Zach Braff was talking about the audition process. And so he apparently was like sitting in on a, in on an audition 
he didn't say for what. So I don't know if it was for Scrubs or if it was for a movie of his. Yeah, or a different TV show. Like I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But he was telling he was telling everybody that basically like there was this one like actor who came in. She was she was like, in her twenties, uh, really kind of vivacious, bubbly. He thought she was perfect for the part. She read. He thought she did great. And then there was another woman that they thought would, that they you know they asked to audition. She was good, but he liked the first woman. So anyway. So then he, you know, they, they were talking about her and whether or not she would fit the part. And then one of the executives, I don't know if it was an executive, but like somebody who was involved in the casting process um, yeah. in the show. And I think it might have been a woman. Don't quote me on that. It might have been a woman said, oh, you know, that first girl, she was really good. But, you know, she has too expressive a face. Oh, oh, yeah. And then keep in mind, I think this might have been for a pilot. It might have been for a pilot. So and as and if people don't know, like often like pilots don't get picked up. So you can audition for it, like actually like film it, but then it may not ever get picked up. So then. So anyway, the woman said, actually, don't quote me, the person. I think it was a woman. But anyway, the person said she's got such an expressive face. I think it's too expressive. What if it wrinkles? Huh? Yes. What if it wrinkles? That is not where I expected you to go with that story. Yeah. I thought you when you said she was too expressive a face, I thought you were going to go with like, you know, that it's exaggerated, you know, whatever. But wrinkles? Yeah. They, she said, or this person, this person said, What if it gets, like, what if she ends up getting too wrinkled as the show progresses? But can you believe this? She's in her 20s. Like, do you expect this show to go on for, like, 20, 30 years? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Can you believe this bullshit? So, like, oh, my God. So, so that's, okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just pricked up. (laughs) Because we know this is a a area of a pet peeve. So <laughs> what the fuck? So they they were kind of basically saying that they're projecting first of all someone's genetics and and they're basically saying wrinkles are a bad thing. Yeah. They're saying being expressive and showing your emotions or being transparent with your emotions which will lead to wrinkles is a bad thing. Yeah. This is wrong on so many levels. So so many levels. I know, right? And I was Oh just- my god. I was like, I was just like, okay, I knew that there was like misogyny and ageism that was rampant in Hollywood, but like to this level, can you believe it? Like in an acting, like in an audition, these are the kinds of things that are being said. Like it just bothered me because I was just like, no wonder every, every, well, not every woman in Hollywood, but so many women in Hollywood are like, you know, obsessed with like maintaining youth, like to the point that they're like, you know, putting like, fillers in their face and like you know like tweaking it and like undergoing plastic surgery and stuff like that and I'm like it's because of comments like this which are which is like such total bullshit like I couldn't believe it like I was just like you would never say that to a man they would never of course say that not because that oh. that oh no yeah maybe maybe they would today no Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's possible, but like, uh, yeah, it, it's possible. I mean, because like nowadays you see, you do see it, you do see it in 
among like, like I'm starting to see a lot of plastic looking men too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of like people looking like they've got fillers in their face and things like that. I think it is affecting the men as well, but like, I just couldn't like, I can't believe that like the ageism is just spoken out there. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even hidden. It's just like, yeah, she might look old. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God. So basically you're asking her to not be a good actress because so, you know, if, can you imagine if she actually gets that feedback and, you know, someone tells her, oh, you know what? The problem with you was that, you know, you were, you were way too expressive and yeah. that's going to wrinkle. And yeah. imagine her going through like next audition looking as robotic as possible. So exactly. So basically she's going to hamper her chances of yeah. like, getting cast because she's going to be so self-conscious. Yeah. Or it could even go to more extremes and she could get Botox put in her face at the age of 20 just so that she doesn't like wrinkle you know like it's just or like or she, that she doesn't show expression in her face so that she might wrinkle like it's just so ridiculous now i need to know was she cast or no no she was person too oh yeah i don't think she was cast i so want to know who this actress i know i know it's like it's like one of those blind gossip art it, like items but like yeah <laughs> it, it's yeah anyway so I, yeah that was an interesting little tidbit that i found this week so yeah, I'm still laughing about the fact that you're always like managing to find time. Like, I feel like this week I was so out of it because <laughs> I was like working and I was like, I know I was supposed to read some of some stuff and, and talk to you. But thank God that you did it. <laughs> oh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure we'll flip at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Although I will say that it's not going to be a science article because I probably wouldn't even understand 99% of it. And I would have to call you up anyway and say, can you decipher this? I'm going to send you a link. Can you read it and tell me what it's about? <laughs> I know. Well, hell, no, but like, I mean, it, it might not, like, even with my science background, sometimes I can't figure out, you know, like that longevity article I was talking about, like, I still don't understand what they were talking about. Like, oh. I didn't even understand the title, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I remember from that article, and this is my bad memory, I probably should, after this recording session, go and eat some fruits and vegetables to boost my memory. <laughs> Maybe some blueberries and raspberries, you know, build up the antioxidants in my system. What works for memories? Anyway, um, I think my biggest takeaway from that is, you know, if you play your cards right, you could live up to 150. That's all I remember from that article. Yeah, pretty much. If you, well, the thing is, and I, and basically, no one has managed to play their cards to that point yet. So. <laughs> Although the the. There, there is someone who made, managed to play their cards right up to 120, right? Or 122? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think the oldest living woman is 122. Yeah. From Japan? I, I don't know. know why I feel like it's from Japan. Yeah, or yeah. You... Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now because I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just curious. Oldest living human. Uh, okay, so. Oh, yeah, you're right. Japan. Kane Tanaka. Oldest known living man is Saturnino de la Fuente Garcia of Spain. But this, these people are um, aged 122. I want, oh, no, no, hang on. Oh, 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 I, I lie. The oldest, the, the person who's reached the oldest age was Jean Calme. 
Calment, sorry, Jeanne Calment. She was born in 1875. She died in 1997. She was 122 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I wonder. So, yeah, I'm going to look her up after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oldest man, the oldest verified man is Jiro Iman Kimura. I, sorry, I know I'm totally mangling that. Um, he died in 2013 and he lived to the age of 116 years. And currently the oldest known living person is Kane Tanaka. She's 118. And then, as I said, like Saturnino de la Fuente Garcia, he's 112. Oh so yeah. Yeah, I wonder how cute they look. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we can't say that anymore. <laughs> oh damn it. I know as soon as I said that, I was like, oh my god, that is there was such a wrong thing to say. <laughs> oh, it's I'm a work in progress, guys. I- <laughs> I know I catch myself too because I'm always like, oh, I want to be like her. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> no. But anyway, yeah. So that was my week. Though that was a very productive week. Um, I, I am thoroughly, um, you know, um, embarrassed now <laughs> that I didn't do a fraction of what you did. Um, all I did this week was work and complain about it. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and, and eat a lot of ice cream. Um, oh, I did that too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I wish ice cream, I wish fruit ice cream counted as a serving of fruit. But you know what though? Maybe fruit ice cream with, uh, bits of fruit in it would count. Maybe. Right. I wish, I wish. (laughs) Like, like, Like you have some strawberry ice cream and then you just sort of chop up some strawberries and put them in and. You know, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, see, I wonder, does a banana split count? Yes. It's a banana. It is right? a banana. A hundred percent, I think, that counts. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, usually have, I usually have bananas sliced up, and then I drizzle a little bit of Nutella on it. Mm, and it's good. just heaven. <laughs> and, and avocado with a little bit of sugar on it. Oh. <laughs> Also heaven. Yeah, you chill the avocado and then you slice yeah. it really thin. Yeah. And then you just sort of uh, sprinkle a little bit of brown sugar on it. And it's oh. it is heaven. So that is essentially how I trick myself into having more fruit. <laughs> <laughs> hey dude, whatever works, man. Whatever works. Like that's your serving of fruit. You go for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, just think about it. As you're eating it, you're like, I am now preventing premature death. There you go. Correct. Um, So on that note, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should go and actually have some ice cream with some cut up fruit in it. And (laughs) (laughs) it'll simultaneously hit my fruit quota and it'll cheer me up (laughs) and give me a boost of energy before I have to sit down to work again. So. <laughs> oh, you and me both, sister. Anyway, okay. Oh gosh, yeah. Someday, someday we will retire rich. We will win the lottery and retire rich. Yeah. Hey, I've got, I've got my. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the lotto master to come. Oh, it's seventy yeah. million. Go, go, go buy, go buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. I have it already. I made. Um, yeah. I always just think about it. I never do. So you know. 
<laughs> play the lottery if I want to win it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, okay, gosh. yeah, we should tell our listeners this isn't a this isn't a viable retirement plan. But anyway. no, it isn't. Please do not follow said advice um, or or wish the same thing because it's a very stupid plan. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's guaranteed failure. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think on that note, we should probably uh, call it a night this time. Yeah, sounds good. And um, uh, hopefully we will see you next week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So find us on, uh, yeah, find us on our website. Does this make me look old at gmail.com? Um, that has links to uh, our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. Um, or, you know, you can just, uh, you can just email us at does this make me look old at gmail.com and or just find Shiv is really good about responding there (laughs) (laughs) I do I do actually I do check the email quite quite regularly you do I was like (laughs) impressed I was like what she's on top of things here (laughs) (laughs) I know well you 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 take care of social I I can I can try to hold my part down with like old old person uh old person social media (laughs) Um, right before we sign off uh speaking of old person who's like doing something stupid these days so i'm addicted to tiktok and i was scrolling through the other night because i couldn't fall asleep because i was so tired you know when you're so tired from working that you can't sleep and and so i was scrolling on tiktok it was like two o'clock in the morning and an ad popped up on tiktok and I thought it was just an ad, but it wasn't. It was actually a message saying that I've been scrolling for way too long. And <gasps> don't I want a break? Really? That was the ad. That was the ad. Oh, my goodness. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But, no, but you know, good on TikTok for doing that. It kind oh, of like... I was very impressed. Yeah. I was properly chastised. And I was like, okay, on that note, I will put this down. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, clearly. Clearly you're on TikTok too much. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I was going to say, I forgot, went through my head, but please, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I just think, I just think it's good. It's good that TikTok's actually like, you know, taking care of people's kind of like social media experience and like, you know, but, but all this to say that Sim is all over social. So, so if you want to hit us up, hit us up on social as well, because that's the only time Sim will actually respond. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, (laughs) see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.